Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And as I said that, it just reminded me I got to pay my dues for the College of Kinesiologists of Ontario that is due at the end of August. Can someone, any of you two, remind me to do it tonight? That'd be um, fabulous. Can I also remind you that your birthday's in two days and you have to renew your stickers on your license? Oh, mother fuck. <laughs> I thought about that the other day too and I'm like, I, I've got no time to do this. What I'm, the fuck are I gonna meant do to remind you last week. Whoopsie. Oh, hey everyone, it's Amanda and I'm supposed to be the brains of this operation, but I'm failing miserably these days. Uh, just before we started recording, I... I didn't remember half the the information that I normally go over with the guests, so I'm off to a good start tonight. Uh, we are recording from home this evening, but that's okay because our guest is speaking to us over Facebook as she's in the States, another one of our American friends. We've got Ashley from North Carolina. She's a licensed massage therapist and an educator just like us. And she's also the founder and CEO of a company called Empty Banquets, which if you haven't heard of, um, I hadn't heard of until Ashley like connected with us to set this up. And I've been reading about it. It's really interesting. I have seen no other business like this. So I'm excited for her to explain to us what this is and how it came to be. And the fact, again, you're the second business owner that I've spoken to this week that decided to open up during the pandemic. So this will be an interesting conversation. So thank you guys for having me. Um, my name is Ashley Urquhart. I'm licensed massage therapist of 12 years. I started when I was 18 years old. I'm actually a Philadelphia native um, and moved to Texas um, very young. And I was going through a very stressful time um, with my mom. And um, I actually started massaging her um, just to calm her down. Um, she was just going through a tough relationship and she just decided to um, suggest that I should go to massage school. And I was like, okay. why should I go to massage school? So wait a second. Wait a second. Sorry. Cause you just went running out of the gates with that. I was like, I got, I got <laughs> fucking just slapped on the side of the face. You're, oh yeah. You're, you're in high school. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go from the timeline in chronological. Hopefully I get it right. You're in high school. Your mom's going through not some good times, right? Some personal stuff, I'm assuming. Relationship stuff, as you kind of hinted at. And this whole time, you're you're nurturing, you're massaging her upon requests from her, or this is something that you're like, uh, I think I think she needs this sort of this this kind of therapeutic positive touch. Oh yeah, she definitely needed it. It was just natural to me just to help my mom. So then you're helping your mom through that. And then in this process of you doing this, helping your mom, you're kind of recognizing that I'm kind of natural at this. This is good. My mom's getting good results from this. And my mom says, maybe you should do this as a career. Is, am I right so far? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So did you have future plans after high school that was not massage? And then once you started to do this for your mother and your mother suggested, you're like, hmm, or was it like, I don't, I didn't, I didn't really have any thoughts and this just kind of led me down this road. Oh yeah. Um, for, for me, I wasn't like, um, the person to go to college. Like I applied and then I was just like, I don't want to go. Like there was some, like a push and pull. You didn't have an intention to go to college then? No, not really. Okay. Um, like I had the idea of becoming a physical therapist, mm -hmm. you know, but I wanted to be like a physical therapist assistant. Right, right, and right. I, for, for some reason, I we just didn't have the funds, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, well, there's a cheaper 
alternative. I'll just do like massage, you know? And so she suggested it and I was like, okay, I didn't know I could do this as a career. So we looked into it and, um, and it was like an eight form program, you know, it wasn't like super long. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it just came natural to me just to kind of calm her down. And I started massaging, I don't know, like in high school, just here and there, like with my friends. So it, it was just it was just a natural thing. You you don't have to tell me how old you are, although I'm going to do the math once I ask this question. Pretty easy. I know She's you 30. will. <laughs> she is 30. <laughs> I'm in my 30s. <laughs> Cause, because yes. like I'm an old I'm an old man, right? And for me, oh, okay. I'm 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 going to be celebrating 46 on on Friday. So I'm no an, way. Yeah, I'm an old motherfucker, <laughs> and I got <laughs> I got I got the I got the grace I got the grace to prove it. And um, oh man! So when I was in high school, I was running around chasing chicks and stuff. Like I didn't have this idea of looking at my future and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. To be honest with you, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to. I knew I didn't have much choice to go to university because my parents, that's what they're like. They're like, you're going to do one better than us. We didn't go to university type of thing. And we want you to go to university. So you're going to university. So I didn't really have much of a choice in in that matter. I I suppose you always have a choice. But, you know, I'm a dumb fucking 17, 18 year old kid. So I just do what I'm told at that moment because I'm stupid and I'm not rebellious in that way. But... (laughs) And I didn't really have a future idea figured out. I knew I enjoyed learning about human body and movement and, you know, what I now know it to be as biomechanics when I was in fucking high school. I didn't well, plus realize. any of your old high school friends that I've ever met said that said that you lived in the gym. Yeah. So that was so the other it just, thing. You it just made sense. I was into out. sports. I was into athletics. But it always fascinates me. And I think it's an age thing because I don't remember massage therapy being, um, maybe I was just fucking oblivious to the world, but I don't remember massage therapy being such a thing when I was finishing up school, like when I was in at the end of my high school years or even mid high school. So I was in high school in, 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 um, what grade? I was in high school in the early 90s. Right. So I don't believe massage therapy was such a massive thing. So it's really interesting to me all the time when I hear about a high school kid that's like, yeah, I wanted to be a massage therapist because the majority of people my age that I went to school with that they discovered massage to be way late in their life. It wasn't one of those things. It's like, yeah, I was always in it and I was yeah, always and interested. It's, it's part of it is because health and wellness really started to come to the forefront later. Like you were born in the 70s where it was like, I'm pretty certain that your mother told me that, you know, the person next to her in the delivery room was smoking, was smoking. as oh, yeah. she was in labor. Like <laughs> these aren't these aren't people Honestly, focused on their health. It's really crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy when I, when, I, when I see and think of this stuff. I saw a meme on Facebook because I, I, I'm in a couple of these like, I follow a couple pages like group in the 70s group in the 80s type of thing and there was this picture of a kid on their birthday blowing out candles on their cake next to like an open bottle of beer because there's all these adults sitting around the table and you can clearly see someone's got a dart in their mouth smoking a cigarette there's an ashtray right underneath underneath the kid's nose as they're blowing out the cake and I'm like that was my childhood that was my entire childhood that was my yeah. childhood and it's so fucking weird to me that like that, that you, you can't you can't do that anymore. no but it's but it's, it's not, exactly as right. you said it might be an age thing because although i'm be. although i'm younger than you are it was similar in that massage therapy was never presented as a career option to me because i mean like your parents my parents were like university or nothing like there is no other right. alternative that's what mine was yeah so if if i'm 
if I'm looking at university courses, massage therapy doesn't exist. Physical therapy definitely was an option. Right. I looked at that. And that's where I was planning on going. Right. Actually, I applied. And, I, and, I, and I, I, look, I was planning on going for occupational therapy, right? Like those were the, the things that I thought were my options. Massage therapy, I think, gets presented to people either if they've had an experience with it. So some type of injury where they were so, referred to massage. But now with these younger generations, like I've got a patient who's 18 or 19 and she's in massage school. So can you imagine then how weird how how kind of out of the box it is for someone who has been a therapist for 30 something years it was must have been so out of the box for a dude to go to massage therapy school and graduate in in the early 90s late 80s like that must have been such a and weird thing and it was weird and they'll, yeah they'll tell you and it we was know weird. a whole bunch of these yeah. older therapists and i never really had the conversation where i sat down and i'm like scott tell me why you freaking wanted to go to massage school and how did that end up working out for you obviously it worked out well because he runs a whole bunch of businesses and he's got all these conferences and stuff like that but nonetheless, like when you decided to be a massage therapist, that was like that wasn't a hot ticket back then. Or, you know, someone else that, you know, Pam, who was on our podcast recently, she's 34 years as a fucking therapist. Like when you were doing it, there must have been like a small handful of people that were doing it in our province anyway. So it's really interesting to me how how kids how kids today <laughs> oh my kids god today, please, don't, being, please oh, don't please don't say that i'm gonna drop my mic <laughs> well yes ashley <laughs> is quite a bit younger than us so it, it was probably more of a viable option because you were you were born in what the early 90s like when mark was in high school yeah i was yeah. born yeah i was born in 90 so like my mom like my mom's side of the family That's my dad's side time. of the family they were all into like you know, you had to go to a university, right. get your job, you know, do uh, the American life or whatever. But for me, I was just like the black sheep. I was like the healer. And everybody looked at me, oh, you're not going to make any money. and da, 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 da. So it was just, it was very stressful and challenging, but I had to just follow my heart. When other people tell me about this family dynamic of someone being a healer, this also trips the fuck out of me completely because my family is is old school because my folks are old. I'm older. My folks didn't have me till like they were almost 40, right? So like, I mean, my father was born in 1935. He's an old fucking guy. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? We don't, we don't have this idea in my family of like, and they're from Trinidad. They're, they're just, all they do is fucking work and party. Do you know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. so to me, it's, it's, it trips me out when it's like, there's someone in my family that not my family, but when someone's telling me the story of how they start to do this, I'm like, I've been, I've, I'm like the healer of my family. I'm the healer amongst my circle of people. I'm like, I don't know what this fucking means because this is foreign to me. My family life growing up is my father went to work and hustled like a, a fucking crazy man to make the money, to make the, to make shit happen. Right. And my mother was the person that tended house and made sure that everything was, everything functioned well and that's what it was there was no there was no self-care there was no healer mm -hmm. of the family there was none of that if and isn't it wild that you became a therapist i had a very similar upbringing to you it's wild that we are in the field that we are in and not just like in it we are so in it and i also grew up in a household where if if there was something hurting you, you either just dealt with it, you walked it off, or you went or you to your doctor and got some pills. Yep. Like yeah. massage wasn't a thing. I don't, I don't think mm -hmm. ever heard so that's that why, term. Exactly. You know? So, th and that's why it, it trips me out even more to 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 have the word healer attached to it, right? And that it, I, I, I like the concept. Trust me, I dig on it so hard, but it still trips me the fuck out, especially when I'm hearing you were like a high school kid. And you were like the healer of 
the group. You were the healer of your community, which is your immediate family or whatever the case is. Like that to me, it blows my mind completely. Yeah, like honestly, in the African-American culture, we didn't really, you know, practice this. You know, like you said, if you were to hurt, you just hurt. And no one taught you how to, you know, you know, get some help. We didn't know anything about self-care, you know, and when I asked like my family um, when I was in massage school, have you ever gotten a massage? They're like, no, <laughs> like n- not a professional massage, you know? So it was, it's, it's pretty much, it, it was different. So you yeah, know? you the black sheep. But it's, yeah, I'm, it's I'm really cool though that, <laughs> you the black that her mother like was so supportive of this considering you've, you know, based on what you've said, you said your mother's side of the family was very black and white where it's like, it's university or nothing. Right. And your mom obviously saw some natural ability and talent with you and realized that what you are doing is helping her. And it's really great that she was, she was so supportive of it because if you grew up similar to what we did based on what you're saying, where like massage was not a thing, that's pretty awesome that she was so supportive. My parents looked at me like I was freaking crazy when I said I was going to massage school. But at at the same time, (laughs) if I'm interpreting this correctly, the amount of kind of healing you helped your mother go through that's natural for her to be like, yo, this is something that you should probably pursue. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's not like my folks ever said to me, like, can you help me with this? And I help them with this and they actually get to see the stuff that I can do. Like, even to this day, my mother would never be like, my shoulder's in pain. Can you give me a massage? She would never do that. Even knowing very well, it's my fucking job. Like, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. She would never do that. Mm-hmm. So I would make the assumption that because her mom got to be on the receiving end of this healing, that's what further encouraged it. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When I um, left massage school, honestly, (laughs) I didn't know anything about life. You know, like you said, I just wanted a boyfriend and I'm 18, 19 years old and I have a career and it's just like, okay, where do I go from here? You know, because a lot of massage schools, they just kind of like dump you, dump you off and, you know, find a job. Right. And I tried to find a job and I was working like, I don't know, 14, um, uh, maybe like 14 people, like 30 minute, Half hour, you know, yeah. increments or whatever. Yeah. And I was at a chiropractic office. They weren't paying me the right amount. And it was just, it was a bunch of craziness. And so I just tried to find a bunch of jobs just to pay my bills. Do you think the, the purposefully not paying you what you were what you were deserving to get paid as a massage therapist do you think a part of that had to do with you being such a young massage therapist it's almost like look at this kid we can take advantage of this kid or 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 or, 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 or is it just massage therapy and that's the way it was wherever you were working oh no i was i was called oh you're a baby Mm. and they just threw it on me and i'm like okay is this what massage is like I don't want to do this. And every time, well, I did work with foreigners. <laughs> they don't believe in breaks. <laughs> and I was just like, I just need, honestly, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, they were like, why are you sitting down? We need you to work on uh, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I'm eating my lunch. Like, like, give me a break. <laughs> mm. Like, I need a break. And so I just had to go to another job. And I felt it was like the same thing. And it started to slow down. But um, a really good job. They kind of went out of business, and I was just like, "Oh no!" Now I have to find another one. Um, and then it just kind of—I don't know—I I moved to um, 
from Texas, I moved back. I moved with my grandma in Virginia. And when I moved to Virginia, I didn't have a job. And so I was just in, in the room for like two years trying to find a job, you know, just something quick. And I was trying to get um, my license. They have like different um, requirements in different states. Mm-hmm. So I just could not get a job for some reason. Um, I tried to work like at a McDonald's, couldn't get that. I just felt like um, I was struggling, you know, and you know, I gave my grandma a massage and she was like, oh, this is amazing. I'm buying you a massage table. Oh, okay. Thank you, grandma. She was like, um, I think you should go and just like massage the family and they should give you money. So, you know, they, they all supported me nice. and, um, you know, they gave me money. I, uh, ended up moving back to Philadelphia with that money. Mm-hmm. And I met my, um, husband in the midst of all of this. And he actually became a massage therapist because I gave him a massage. He was like, this is amazing. <laughs> um, he was he was like, uh, he was a chef for like 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm going to school. This is just amazing. I've never had a massage before until you touched me. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So I was working. Can I ask you a question about this then? Is this oh, not, yeah. is this, is, is, so massage is something that black folk don't get? Just out of curiosity. I've never asked this Honestly? before, and I'm going to ask that now because no, because no, you're no. telling me you're, your family it's totally never happened. Yeah, is 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 that a th- is that a thing? Like black folk going into massage? No, like honestly, no. <laughs> and um, I mean, now it's starting to become popular, right? But back then, um, no, they're like I've never had a massage. I've never had anyone to touch me. They were just always into medication. Yeah. Um and when I looked at my grandma, when I stayed with her, she was taking about 12 medications, diabetes, you know, just yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like that. And, um, and that's how my, my family was. It was heart disease, breast cancer type stuff. And, and, and they look at me like I'm the doctor, you know, like I just need a massage and I know that you can heal me. So, um, and and that's what I was. It's like every time I came around like a family reunion, oh, just touch my shoulders <laughs> <laughs> or just do something, you know. And um, they just looked at me like you're a miracle worker. Can I ask you one more question about since I'm on the race kick right now? Because I'm curious and I've never asked anyone this and it just hit me right now because you said you, you were in Virginia and stuff. And Virginia is a little bit on the south end, right? Yes. A yes. little bit on the south end. Where where are you you're now in South in where are you North Carolina North Carolina now. okay North so, Carolina okay mm-hmm. so I'll ask it then being African American female massage therapist in a Southern state does that make the work a little bit more difficult do you, in other words have you ever had someone come come in for treatment not knowing that you, that you're black and then coming in and be like fuck it fuck it I'm out I'm not doing this. <laughs> And maybe not so overt. It it doesn't matter if you were in the South. It didn't matter if I was in the North. Well, that's absolutely true. But, you know, you know, if if I'm going to go go with the stereotype, let me go with it. But but you know what I'm saying, though? Like, tell me tell me about that a little bit, because I I've I've heard it with male therapists, you know, where someone walks in, they they didn't recognize that their appointment was with a male therapist. And then they're like, I don't want a man touching me. Right. But I've never, I've never had the conversation of someone walks in and they're like, mm, "You're black, and I don't want you touching me." Oh yeah, I've had that. 
lots of times. I had one lady, she's like, she looked at me and she's like, I don't do handshakes. Okay. So I worked on her hands for like 15 minutes. <laughs> and she's like, and I'm just being petty, you know, and that's, I mean, you don't want to have a handshake. I'll work on your hands for 15 minutes. But um, I've had um, people kind of turn away from me. Um, yeah, it's, it's happened a lot. Because they see my my first name. Oh, Ashley. Ashley, right? There. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a blonde lady. <laughs> right, right. But so okay, has anybody like, been mm. has anybody been overtly racist though? Like, I never thought when Mark just asked that, my eyes kind of popped out of my head because. But admittedly, why would I think about this? I'm a white woman. Like, this would not cross my mind. And it's. I think it's maybe an important thing to address because as mark said men get discriminated against that way but like i never thought about men get discriminated like that and like we used to i've been driving down to florida you know from toronto since i was six years old with my family and then when we stopped going as a family then i would continue going by myself right and then i would take i-75 all the way down and guess what happens as soon as i hit mid kentucky man and i get into these gas stations and stuff or these fast food Mm -hmm. restaurants to pick up something to eat and then most of my mm-hmm. girlfriends at the time, you know, they weren't they weren't the same skin tone as me. I'm a little bit darker here. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? My parents are from mm-hmm. the Caribbean. So, you know, I've got mm-hmm. black blood in me. Right. And mm-hmm. we used to get the dirtiest looks all well, the do you time. Not remember oh, yeah. what happened? I've had that before. I've had the KKK like like chases down one time um, when I was 19. And um, they had an 18 wheeler like blocking the highway from like Texas and Louisiana. And I was actually helping my sister get to um, Atlanta at the time. And KKK had like a bunch of trucks, you know, and they just stopped a bunch of people. And they said the white people go around and everyone else, you got to stay behind. My sister drove around. And literally, they're like, we're going to kill you, you nigger bitches. Holy shit. And, oh, yeah. I mean, I've had that, like, a couple of times. So if it can be so overt like that, I can imagine it being in in that massage setting. It could be the same. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I think it is an important thing to bring up because I, I didn't really think about it. But as soon as Mark said that, I'm like, right, because, you know, as he's talking about us driving down to Florida, we did stop at a gas station in Kentucky. Exactly. And I don't know if he remembers this situation, but it was like the most mind blowing thing to me. So we stop at this gas station and I go inside to pay. I've got the credit card in my hand and we drove a big SUV at this time. So Mark was standing behind it, pumping the gas. And so the the mm-hmm. person inside the gas station can't see him, right? They just see me. So I come in and I said to the guy, can you just turn the pump on for my, I think we might've been married at this time. I can't remember, but can you turn the pump on for my husband? And I'll stand here with the credit card. And he was like, yeah, no problem. We only, um, we we only uh, make you prepay. Uh, it's only for the black people. And I'm like, pardon me? And he's like, yeah, no, a white person, it's fine. It's only for the black people because they'll steal the gas. And like, he just said this so nonchalantly with other customers in the store. He was not a white man. He was like an East Indian man. And I was like, what, what am I, I I didn't even know how to respond. I just kind of stared at him. Like, is this, and the way he said it with such like, like casual nonchalant nature, I was like, oh, like this is like perfectly acceptable speech right now. Like I, I didn't even know what to do. And I'm thinking you can't see the guy behind 
the truck pumping the gas or you wouldn't have turned that pump on. Like that's so fucked up. So when you're on the receiving end of that as a massage therapist, a professional educated body worker, how do you respond in those moments? Do you respond with... I need to educate this person a little bit. Do you respond with anger? Do you respond with, I'm just going to ignore what happened because this is just kind of, you know, somewhat acceptable, not acceptable, but but life that happens and I just got to deal with it because if I, if I fucking sat back and got angry about every single time something like this happened, all I would do is be angry all fucking day long. Like, how do you <laughs> respond to that in those moments? Well, um... Honestly, like I said, uh, I kind of ignore it. Um, I'm at, to be totally honest, I've worked on a KKK member before and I had no problem because, you know, the symbol and everything and, you know, skinheads and everything, but they don't say anything. They don't say anything. I've worked with a bunch of older people that would look look at me up and down, but I would just ignore it, you know, um, because I need a money. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, come on back. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I just kind of so brush you, it off. You just handle it well. It's not off. like I can't I can't stop it because yeah. I feel like it's just in their cellular, you know, it, it's 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 like it's a cellular thing. It's in like their DNA. In, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's just like that's them. So I get it. I get it. Yeah. Amanda's shaking your head right I, now. I, I am because it's even as you guys are saying, like it's deep rooted in their DNA and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, because I, in I'm those, like, in it's those such moments, a... I get it because in those moments, what are you going to do? You're going to sit there and be all angry and create a fuss. It ain't going to fix anything. It's not going to make that Mm-mm. situation any better. around the world every day. Exactly. You can't stop it. It's just always going to be. You look really disappointed and sad by this, Amanda. I, should I be smiling? No, I, I mean, well, it's not it's not a matter of smiling. But it's all, I think, I think Ashley is just looking at it from a different way. It's like, this is life and I can either keep on, keep on living and doing what I do, or I can just let, I can just let the, all, 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 all the shit in the world be, be a weight for me to hold up. And so why am I going to fucking take on the weight? Let me just brush this shit off because this old white lady coming in here, she ain't changing her mind about me. I ain't changing her mind about me. And let me just go about my job. And then, you know, let's, let's just do, let's, let's go through this. Let's do this dance. Don't you wish the stereotypes about massage therapists, like knowing like magical, like pressure points to like, you know, put someone to sleep or whatever. Like, don't you wish that was real? <laughs> like you got that skinhead on your table and you're like, yeah, fuck you. And like, bam. <laughs> I wish, that, that, so I wish that was all real. Like I watched an episode of like, uh, oh, it was Modern Family the other day. And there was a woman on an airplane sitting next to like one of the main characters. And she's like, I'm a masseuse. And she's like, see this point right here? It's connected to your tongue. And she like pressed on his arm and his tongue went all like, Meh. And I was like, yeah, that's not real. But I kind of wish it was like, you want to be know, an right? asshole? Fuck you. I know the buttons to push. <laughs> I, I know you're, I know you're joking I around about the elbow. it. <laughs> I got to commend you on it though. When you have, when you have someone who is, who is displaying their racism, out flat out displaying it. I've got these tattoos on my body and, you know, I I mean, I shouldn't say that because you never know. It might be someone's past life and there might be regret behind doing the things that they do and these symbols that are on their body. But But nonetheless, like you just being able to, 
just kind of look way past that, not take that inside and be like, I'm a professional here. I've got a job to do. I'm going to treat you like I would treat anybody else coming through my doors. You're going to get the same respect that I give everybody else. You may be displaying different view viewpoints of the world and opinions, and we can leave that shit at the door, and I'm going to do my job in a professional manner, and I commend you for that. Yeah, that has to be really difficult to do, and I know a lot of you know healthcare professionals, that that is something that we have to do. There's many people that I've had on my table that you know have probably had very wildly different viewpoints and I wouldn't disagree with half of the things they have to say. And that's why we don't really talk about politics and religion. But when it's overt racism in your face, um, I, I don't know if I would be as poised as you. But as Mark said, you've got you've got the experience that I don't. And you know, you know best how that would play out if you reacted differently. But it is pretty impressive that you can just do your job with the body on the table and put everything else. Yeah, aside. you gotta stay. Yeah, you gotta stay grounded. You know, continue to impress me. Tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell no me, pressure. Tell me how your massage therapy career evolves and bring us to the point where you're at now. Oh yeah, um, trial and error. Um, so you know, working like multiple jobs and um, just talking to different owners. Uh, all their mistakes. <laughs> I learned from all of the owner's mistakes. I I really didn't want to own my own practice. I wanted to own a school so they could do it a little bit better. <laughs> because, you know, in, mas in massage school, they do like the techniques and then they brush over the business just for like a couple of days and they'd be like, okay, that's it. <laughs> but I just wanted to change the curriculum and um, just add in more self-care because they didn't teach you about self-care because um, doing massage constantly and I was just overworking my body. And then you're also like a counselor at the same time. You know, you're in this dark room. You're not really talking to your client. You're just like listening. And they'll tell you all their shit, like as if you yeah. are their psychotherapist. <laughs> all of it gets dumped yes, on you. And I don't get paid for this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to charge extra if you talk. I'm going to charge extra if you talk. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, do you do people normally talk? I'm like, mm, sometimes they go to sleep, <laughs> you know, Um but yeah, I didn't talk to my clients because my teacher was like, don't talk to your clients. So it's just like, okay, I'm in this dark room. I do this like 24 seven and I didn't have any kids at the time. So I could just work, 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 you know? And I started to go into um, like physical therapy, like doing my undergrad. But for some reason, I just didn't have the money. It was just me and my husband, you know, trying to... Um, put food on the table, honestly. And I had to quit school and I know he wanted, wanted to go into massage school. So I put him through school and we, um, ended up moving to North Carolina. And so we've been here about six years and we worked in the franchise world and we were like, Oh man, this is, this is new. Can I ask you a question about the moves? Yes. Cause uh, yes. I, I'm, I'm really curious. How do you decide where the hell you're going to move to and just kind of relocate your life? This is the question I want to oh, ask yeah. every American person I ever talked to. Cause it seems like you guys just <laughs> bounce state to state. Like it's a game. How do you decide what state is next? <laughs> that is funny. Um, honestly, I didn't want to be in Virginia anymore, but I wanted to be close to my family. So I have like one cousin here. 
And so I wanted, I went to go visit her and I really liked it. It was, it was nice. It was clean. And I'm from Philadelphia. It was really grimy, hmm. nasty. Is, Phil- <laughs> is Philadelphia grimy? It's, it's a little rough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I know nothing about Philadelphia. I, th- I know, I know the Fresh Prince. That's it. <laughs> Why did he end up moving to Bel Air? Why? Why? Because, Tell me why. Tell me why. Because, because somebody's because yeah. somebody spun him on on their head in the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. No, it's a little rough. Into trouble at the streets. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's what I grew up on was you know the streets, um, and you know North Carolina was just nothing but peace. And I was just like, you know, if I were to have kids, I would. Love to have them here. And then all of a sudden, like a few months later, I was pregnant. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You manifested that child. (laughs) I sure did. (laughs) I was just like, I don't want any kids right now. But I mean, it happened. And then it happened again, like a couple of months later. Oh, stop. You um, have like kids that are like a year apart? uh, Yeah. Oh, man. You're my hero. Yeah, they're little. That's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They're in preschool. Um, but yeah, um, just working, having kids, I was going through a mental challenge and, um, I don't know, like I wanted to help people and, but I wasn't really helping myself. And that's a lot of, uh, wellness professionals, you know, they take care of everyone else and they don't really take care of themselves. And that was me, you know, um, you got to make sure that you're, cup is filled before you take care of someone else. And I was just burnt out, honestly. And, you know, working in the franchise world is nothing but modern slavery. (laughs) And so it's just like, if I'm suffering, I know someone else is, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I was asking people like, how how are you doing? You know, because it's not all about me. I want to make sure my coworkers are okay because they always complain about their clients, their pay, um, the owner, you know, do a lot of massage therapists in the states start working at a franchise? Is it is it like a stepping stone to end up having? Well, do we, like I feel like the more people we talk to from the states, it's like, well, well, I started a franchise. I started at a franchise. I started at a franchise. And I'm curious, is that like a stepping stone? Is that like a rite of passage? Is that like is that like working at McDonald's in the but states? I'm wondering. You know I mean? it's a rite I'm of wondering passage, if what everybody because, does. I'm wondering if it's because franchises have existed in the states to, longer. Like it's you know, massage addict in Canada is becoming huge now and they're everywhere and they're popping up everywhere yeah, and yeah. new grads are all flooding to massage addict because it's an easy way to fill up and, your schedule. And, yeah. and I think maybe that's just existed in the States so it is like, longer. It's, it is kind of like a stepping stone then. Yeah. It's like the natural, it, yeah. natural thing. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're telling us, yeah, how franchises is modern day slavery. <laughs> yeah. So I was asking them how they felt, like how they felt and they were like, well, I feel underappreciated. Like I want to be awarded. I'm doing all this work and I'm not getting uh, the pay. And they just felt, you know, like they weren't wanted, you know? And so if they were to quit, someone else is going to come, you know, cause massage is in high demand. So it's just like, well, bye, you know? And so they'll just hire another person. Yeah. There's huge turnover at these places, right? Like it's, yeah, they, they don't care they, as long as they have a therapist there where if somebody calls, sure, Ashley's here. 
And if Ashley's not here, guess what? Amanda's here. And if Amanda's not here, Mark's here. Like, there's always somebody. So I've, I've heard that a lot from people who've worked at franchises that you don't feel valued as a therapist. Nobody really cares about um, your skills even. It's just you're you're just another set of hands and they fill up your schedule. They don't care about you as a person. You're just you're just the hands and that's uh that's not a good feeling that's not what you went to school for and became educated for just to be the hands that are going to rub this next person like it's not it's i don't think it's what every therapist is imagining when they're graduating oh yeah well they offer like the ce classes and so um they always guarantee oh you're going to get this amount of tips and you know we have the 401k and we have this and then it's just nothing but lies because when you get there it's just like, well, you offered me this, this, and that. Where is it? You know? So I've been through a bunch of owners who have lied and, you know, just put it on a facade. So it's just like, mm, this is not for me. So I just felt like I was going to another job and another job and another job. And I was just like really tired. And I was just like, you know what? I got to stop this and just kind of reevaluate. You know, I know it's someone out there who's you know, going through the same thing as me. Ashley, did this ever make you hate massage therapy? Like we, when we started this, it was started with, you were a healer of the family, your mother, your grandmother, everybody was like, yeah, you're a great therapist. But as I'm talking to you, as we're talking to you, it's, I was going from job to job to job to job. I'm tired and burnt out. Did you know that like, I like this career, I like this, this work that I'm doing, but I'm just not finding the right environment? Or was there ever a moment where you're like, this is, this is not for it. me and I hate this? <laughs> I remember crying on the massage table a few times at my jobs. It's like, I'm really good at what I do. I have the best client retention here. I have really great feedback, but I just, I, I don't know. Like, it was just the time where I just wanted to quit, you know. Um, honestly, I mean, I still like it. I really do. But I felt like God wanted me to use my voice to help people. And I don't massage like I did before, honestly. You know, I do teach or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't dislike it. I love it. I'll do it for my family. I'll do it for my friends. So you never really wanted to leave the profession. You just needed to find your place in it. Like you said, you had the best right. client retention. You were really good at it. So there was that that was sort of what I was looking for is there was there ever a moment where you thought, maybe I just need a whole new career path? And obviously the answer was no. You just didn't want to do it the way you were being forced to do it at these franchises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to kind of get away from the franchise. I mean, I started with, um, when I left the franchise before I even moved to this other part of my life, um, there was another franchise that I was working for and a therapist had touched, um, an esthetician or yeah, esthetician inappropriately. And so it was a lot of tension in the workplace. And then I was just like, I just don't like massage. Like it was just I don't know. It was just negative energy and yeah. I just need to leave. And I was just like, why can't I just find the job that, you know, I want, you know, and just thrive. But I felt like it was just a calling for me to um, help others, honestly. And um, let me see. I ended up working with a lady. She has a small business um, here in North Carolina. 
and she's trying to grab the the people who are working in the franchise and um you know pay them more you know cuz they're they're valuable you know and the massage industry is very tough sometimes <laughs> on the body and everything and if you don't massage you don't get paid and there was a lot of that um especially for me you know and i have these kids i have to take care of and i was trying to juggle life it was um it was interesting so when we had the pandemic i just had the idea of um doing a empty banquet and so i've you know change different names to <laughs> business names and I was just like I don't know which one I would want but I found you guys when I was just on the internet you know because that's what you could do when you're sitting down I just I'm just like oh this is awesome like I, I'm going to be on this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on that podcast and so I, I talked to one of my friends and they were like um um I said, I want to do a party at my house. You know, this is just before COVID had struck, you know, it was like in February, March. And I said, I want to do a party at my house. Can you help me? And she's like, sure. I was just like, okay, cool. So I had like 20 people at my house and, you know, she has all the massage friends. I don't, I don't know anyone here. So she invited everybody and we had a good time. And I was like, you know what? We're going to have another one. And so we all shut down. Quarantine happened and everybody's like twiddling their thumbs like, I wish I could see you, but I'm glad we connected at your house. And, you know, uh, we all became friends and some kind of fell off, but most of us became friends. And um, if we had like a job, we all worked together um, doing chair massage events. So, you know, when you connect, you make more money. And, um, I really, it was, it was basically for me because I needed to connect with the massage community and I was in a room for so long in a dark room and I was just like, you know what? I need to connect with someone. So this is how MT Banquets was born. I was, uh, looking at, like I said, I was looking at your website before we, um, got on this call tonight and I was like, I've never seen something like this. So I want you to explain to everybody exactly what this is. But basically, when I was reading your website, you kind of told this story. It kind of started with, I want to have a party at my house and bring together wellness professionals and network. And I was like, interesting. So explain to me what the business is and how it is helping us in the massage and wellness community. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, when I was working in the franchise um you know, industry, there were a couple of therapists who had committed suicide and we didn't know what was going on in their life. You know, they just couldn't juggle, you know, their life or whatever. And we were like, well, they were a really good person. They were happy, but you just never know um, what a person is going through. Yeah. And for me, um, I know I had some suicidal thoughts myself and, um, it was basically, I was bored. <laughs> like I wasn't connecting with anyone. And, you know, I was, I was really trying to get out of the habit of not overworking myself. And a lot of massage therapists um, quit their jobs or they put massage on the back burner and they go into, you know, another career, like after six years of being a massage therapist. 
And so she's like, you know what? I need to be the advocate to save these massage therapists from like quitting their career. And so I just thought about it. And I was like, you know what? A lot of people said they were underappreciated, undervalued. Let me have an award ceremony. Let me celebrate and honor them because they do so much um, and they're juggling life. And it's, it, it is pretty hard out there. And then especially with the whole COVID, everybody, um, you know, in their houses and not connecting. I say, you know what, after um, after shutdown, we're going to have this party. And I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and they were interested in coming. Um, I'm not I'm, I'm sure you heard of Gail Woods. She's in North Carolina mm-hmm. and um, she's been in Massage Magazine for a while. Mm-hmm. So she's coming out. You know, she's my sponsor. Um, I have T- Terrence uh, Boner. He's in Mississippi um, and he's like the most uh, awarded therapist and esthetician in the South. Um, I was trying to connect with Benny Vaughn, <laughs> but that's not going <laughs> to well, happen. He's, in the, he's at the Olympics <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was really trying to get him, but he didn't have a social media and I was just trying to, yeah, I was trying to stalk him. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and it was just a, a bunch of people just like looking online, like, oh, I know this person. So I was just adding, adding, adding as a friend on Facebook. And that's how I added you, Mark. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Like, I, I need to find new people. Like, I need to find who's doing the thing, you know? Like, I need champions, you know? And um, I found y'all. I found a lot of people. And I did not know that the massage industry industry was just so big. You know, because I was in my small little world in a room in your dark room. Just doing <laughs> in my I, dark room. I keep picturing you in that dark room. Like I need to talk in to that people. Dark room, massage, <laughs> yeah, massaging flesh. <laughs> so yeah, I was just really happy to connect with people. So this is what this business is. Then it's like a way for professionals to connect to network. So you throw you you host events. Essentially, you have award ceremonies. You like. Tell me about tell me about maybe like some of the upcoming events so I can understand exactly like what it is. And for anyone listening to figure out like how do I how do I get involved in this? Is this only a North Carolina thing? Are you trying to expand this to be national, international? I I, I want to know all the things. I know it's a baby business, so I might be getting ahead of you right now, but I want to know no, everything no, no. and where this is going. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it locally. I want to do it nationally and I wanted to challenge myself. And, um, people start like, um, saying, oh, go on this Facebook group or whatever. And so I was just learning from the different massage therapists that are out there. They have different interests and hobbies and I wanted to make it relevant for them. You know, there's, um, massage therapist humor. So I was like, you know what? We could do a comedy show. There's like massage therapists who are like comedians mm-hmm. so it's just like we should do like opening acts or we should do this or that so I connected with um um Tyler Perry's um actress uh Coco Brown and she said yeah I'll definitely help um you know throw on a show perform and I named it um laughter is medicine because you know we don't really laugh you know we don't 
we're just, we're, we're bored, honestly. We just do, do, do. And um, we need to be more social. How do you, how do you just get one of Tyler Perry's actors? Like, how do you, how do you do that? Do you actually <laughs> stalk people? Like, how do you just, hey. I do. <laughs> I, I really love do. I, I am very that. persistent. <laughs> I am very persistent. I went on Instagram and I, I messaged. I messaged. Um, and then one of my um, like family members, like, you know, they're kind of connected with them. I was just like, you know what? Please send this email to them. And they never followed through. I actually ended up getting to them before they did. <laughs> and I was just like, That's I need amazing. your help. I need your, I need your help. So this, this business of yours that you started during the pandemic out of sort of out of boredom, um, like I, I, I want to know what is, so I know you did the comedy event. What, uh, what's coming up next for you? What event is happening? Oh yeah. So I'm having an event, um, in Raleigh, North Carolina in September, um, September 4th, um, it starts at 5 PM. It's a red carpet event and we'll have an award ceremony, um, some games, raffles, giveaways, and just having massage therapists from all over come out um, from like California all the way down to like Florida. Um, and it's going to be like a limited space because of COVID or whatever. Yeah, of course. Trying to do like a virtual, um, something virtual. I just have to figure that out. That's that's so cool. Yeah, it it just it just kind of happened, you know, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to do this. We do have a very lonely profession. We've talked about this on many other episodes where like, you know, you're in this room like you said with your patients. My patients talk my ear off and uh, we we have conversations so it's not as long but like for example like actually we <laughs> my, my patients have known me forever so like they come in and it's like i'm just spending the hour hanging out with my friend except i'm also like you know treating your injuries and hurting you a little bit but it's <laughs> not actually not actually i don't hurt people i swear um but it's uh yeah it is something that's can be pretty isolating so i like this idea and i like that you decided to do this even like in the midst of a pandemic when we didn't know if we were going to be allowed to see people in person. But I like this vision of like actually helping healthcare professionals take care of themselves, you know, like network with other people, meet other people. And I like that you're in, trying to incorporate other people's interests, like the comedy show idea. I think that's, that's freaking great. brilliant. I love that. Your husband's super supportive and giving you ideas and stuff, or he's just kind of go along for the ride. What's the deal? Oh there? yeah. He is definitely the strategist. <laughs> mm, nice. Well, he's also a massage therapist. Right? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 He's a massage therapist and he's actually trying to pursue um, his music career. So it's like, uh, you could be on the flyer. <laughs> so he he likes to rap and he does r&b nice so i said this is your chance once Ooh. we're allowed to travel again at least we know that we can like go to an event hosted by empty banquets and meet therapists and like we have had so many therapists from the states on our podcast it'd be kind of cool if we could like get a bunch of them in the same place at the same time and actually put faces to some of these people that we've been talking right. to absolutely so so cool is this a ton of work ashley like it sounds like a it's, it sounds like a lot of work um and i yes, know that you I have two small children <laughs> yeah well i know you have two small children i know you're not practicing in the capacity you were before if at all but is this 
like a huge undertaking? And do you think that you want to continue being a one woman show? Do you think you're going to bring on a team eventually? Or have we not gotten that far in the planning process yet? Oh, man, Um, I am a one woman show. I tried to have a team, but, you know, everybody just kind of like left. Um, I was trying to get a team, but it's hard to get someone who is reliable, honestly, um, because they don't see your vision. You know, only you can. You know, and so once they see it, they'll come on. But, you know, it's it's how the ball rolls. I'm very lonely in this, but it's going to be something big. And um, years later, they'll see who I am. I like that. It's going to be something big. That's, I mean, (laughs) I've been saying that for the last like three years. Uh, When we started this podcast, like we both kind of like, didn't necessarily know like we'd have people say to us what's the plan what are you guys planning to do with this what's the what's the vision and I would always say like I don't know yet but this is going to be something and I feel like I need to keep doing this and I don't know why but I need to keep doing this because this is going to be something and it has turned into something really great for us like we get to network with so many different therapists we talk to people like internationally I you know tonight I'm talking to you in North Carolina we've talked to people in Australia we've talked to people in England we've talked to um you know people in different states all over Canada like it's it's really cool what this has become for us. And it started with, we just, we just got to do this. It's going to be something big. And so I I like that you've got this vision that it's going to be something. And it's interesting because as I said, I've never seen somebody doing something like this. Like, sure, we have educational conferences, but what you're doing is so drastically different because it's not about necessarily education. I'm sure, I'm sure there's, you know, some learning that happens at some of these things that you do, but it's about networking and socializing and getting out of the dark room and meeting with other professionals in this industry. And I think that is really freaking cool. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. And I wanted to ask you about your teaching, Ashley, because when I was, uh, creeping your website notice you actually had two websites say, like like creeping the website well, it's creeping it's a, the website it's a website that's what it's there for it's meant for people to fucking go on it was and it was it. a not joke because she has twice said no, that she stalks people <laughs> so when i was stalking you <laughs> when i was stalking you to learn a little bit about you um i noticed that you had two websites and i saw that you are an educator and you teach courses in tmj dysfunction and i want to talk about that like how did that come about? How did you become the TMJ therapist? Oh, yeah. So right after massage school, I took my first CE class and it was, you know, intraoral TMJ. And I loved it. It was like three hours, but I just kind of grasped, you know, the information. And my dad was a, a dentist, too. So um, I was very used to, you know, being in the mouth and looking at teeth and stuff because, you know, that's how older people would teach you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. They would, um, you know, say, come here, <laughs> let me show you something. So um, <laughs> so that's what I I wanted to do. But being in the franchise world, you know, they limit you. And so I just tried to push that away and go to like a small business who could just kind of accept all of my modalities. And that was the one that I was getting booked up. And um, I was just like, you know, it's it's, it's not a modality that is common. And I was like, well, let me just um, teach, um, you know, this modality. So I actually applied to become a CE provider during the pandemic. 
And all of a sudden I just, you know, got accepted because no one's really applying to be a teacher right now. Um, and so I just started my teaching business right after, um, uh, just before I did MT Banquet. So, you know, this is, you know, very new. Um, but I've had a lot of people come from different um, different cities, you know, far away to take this um, this course. And, you know, your clients are always coming in with headaches and they've been grinding their teeth for like 10 years wearing mouth guards. And, you know, as a massage therapist, you can stop this. You know, you mm-hmm. just kind of explain to them, I go into your mouth and I, you know, reach the unreachable um, uh, muscles that, you know, are causing these things. And, you know, I'll work on your neck and stuff like that because a lot of people are looking down. They're looking at their computer and you're, you know, automatically clenching your teeth. And, you know, you have the muscles that are very, um, very strong. So if you're biting down, uh, the masseter is really, really like the strongest muscle. It can put a lot of force, like 200, over 200 pounds of force, you know, using your incisors. And a lot of people are clenching their teeth and they don't even know it. And that's why they're like, oh, I have this headache you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to get out there and teach, um, massage therapists. I love it. C- continuing education in the States is so fucking hot and it's hot because the programs are so short, right? Because right. when you're in school, it's not like you're get- like, for example, for us here, like that's just part of the curriculum is to learn temporal mandibular joint dysfunction and, and doing intraoral work and, yeah. and working muscular tissue and, and mobilizing the, the temporal mandibular joint and all that kind of stuff. Like that's just part of our curriculum. But in the States, when it's not necessarily part of the curriculum, that's why the continuing education in the States is fucking crazy. It's crazy good because you gotta you're, you're filling the blanks for all of these pieces that are missed in formal education yeah i can imagine a lot of people would want to come learn uh tmj treatments from you even here where as mark said it is part of our curriculum we all learned how to do intraoral treatments when we were in school but i do know um that there are a lot of therapists who do shy away from it and who don't feel like they've really mastered oh, yeah, that skill. Sure. And so, for example, we have a TMJ course as well. It usually sells out because it's something that people want to learn how to do. And there's a dude in London, Ontario. His name is John Corey. He runs a three-day three day, Yeah, it's a three-day TMJ insane. course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it is something... Well, I mean, you obviously know this because you do TMJ work. There's, you know, there's a lot going on with the jaw. So he does a three-day course um just on TMJ which is pretty crazy but even like like with my clients who come in for TMJ work I've had multiple people say to me you're the only person who like puts on the gloves and goes inside my mouth and I was like really I'm the only one really everyone else doesn't use gloves no I'm just joking (laughs) 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 dirty bastards but no I mean I've had quite a few people say to me that you know there's not a lot of therapists who do this work and again it's not that we didn't all learn it we did it's just maybe some people shy away from it's just like the people who shy away from using joint mobilizations they don't feel confident or people who don't do a lot of orthopedic tests because they don't feel confident they don't know what they're looking for they don't know how to you know clump tests together and figure out what they're seeing like i understand there's certain things that people need help with and that's why continuing education has become our main focus like we we want to make sure that everybody 
has all the skills that they need to work with whatever types of patients they want to see, right? So um, that's fun that you're doing that. So now you've got your continuing education business, you've got the empty banquets thing going. And are you still practicing or has that been put on hold for now? Uh, it's been put on hold because um, I just needed to shut one door and just kind of focus on these events. Um, and I want to start doing like the workshops to make sure that our um, wellness professionals are you know, staying grounded and, you know, focusing on their mental health. Um, and then also different, you know, round table topics we could just talk about. Um, so yeah, so that's been on the back burner, but I mean, I, I'm, you know, going to events doing like sports massage here and there, but just not massaging, uh, a nine to five, you know? Well, I like this. You've become an entrepreneur during the pandemic and um, I'm excited to see where all of this goes. It sounds like you've got a lot of ideas and it's cool that your husband can kind of work on this with you while dealing with two preschool children. I don't even, I don't even. <laughs> yes. You're a little bit crazy, aren't you? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> a lot of crazy is what my husband says. Crazy is good. Crazy is good. You've got to be a little eccentric to get shit done. I know I live with a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> the kids are crazy. Uh, yeah, I was oh, talking about yeah. the kids, right? <laughs> um, let's give out a little bit of info, Ashley, for anybody who's listening and thinks like, this is really cool. I want to get involved. I want to learn more. Um, you want to give out either your social media, your website, all of the above? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you can find me on MT Banquets on Facebook and IG. Um, you can check out my website. It's www.mtbanq.com. UETS.com. Um, if you want to take my uh, CE courses, is www.ashley, A S H L E Y. My last name is U R Q U H A R T.com. Um, and I'm always posting out events, and you can check me out there. You know what's going to happen in this? I can feel it. I can taste it. There's going to be different chapters across the states of MT Banquets. Yep. There's going to be the Northeast chapter, the Southeast chapter, blah, 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 blah. I can feel it. I can feel this thing fucking growing. It's going to be yeah. exactly as you envisioned it. It's going to be national, and there's going to be people from all over the place going to these events and just so grateful that this exists. It's like the, the, it's going to be like the hottest like social thing for massage professionals. It's, it's all about community. Yeah. It's yes. about community. It is. It is. Well, I'm really glad you, that there's people like you and you know, the, the woman we spoke to last night, we've, we did a, an episode last night with a woman who's, you know, starting a, national association or has started a national association in the states and you know she's also started it during the pandemic and now here we are talking to you and i'm just so so happy to be talking to all these freaking badass women who are like you know raising kids and working their butts off and getting shit done it's it's cool. That's, this is a fun community to be a part of. Oh, yeah. Well, Ashley, is there anything else that you want to share with people or any information that we didn't discuss this evening? Um. Yeah, I hope everyone just comes out to the banquet in September, um, September 4th. Um, check out my website. Um, and there's a Dress to Impress event. So I just want you to get out of your scrubs. Ashley, Ashley, nobody has worn real clothes in the last I year. Right? <laughs> Whenever I hear dress to impress, it reminds me of high school dances. Because high school dances, this always used to be our motto, dress to impress. This is a first class affair. 
<laughs> that used to be our motto for high school dances. Dress to impress is the first class affair. You gotta oh, say it you're like such that a too. dork. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was just a lot of massage therapists like, what do I wear? Um, semi-formal clothes or formal? They're like, what is that? <laughs> Get out of your flip-flops, okay? Do something different. <laughs> I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> Put your goddamn Birkenstocks away, will you? Oh, I'm so attacked. <laughs> basically, oh, basically, yeah. since uh, March 2020, um, I won't, I won't say how many, but uh, I've gone up some dress sizes, and I literally just donated. I would say probably 16 dresses. So if I come to one of your events, it'll be, it'll be an excuse to go shopping because I am no longer the same dress size that I was pre-COVID. So I got, oh, I've yeah. got nothing nice to wear. <laughs> Shoot, I gained 50 pounds. I know you're paying right now. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. You're with me then. You get it. <laughs> it's been a rough year. <laughs> I know, right? We could just blame it on COVID, yeah. Yeah, I know. At some point, I'm just going to have to actually admit that it's because I like M&M's and chips. Fine. Fine. That's why. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, uh, thank you for... Um, you know, doing your stalking. It's not stalking. That's what social no, media is for. It's, it's to community. be social. But exactly. thank you for connecting with us and reaching out because we love hearing about people who are doing things a little bit differently or thinking outside of the box and taking risks. You know, like you said, some people that you were trying to get to work with you, they don't see the vision, but I'm, I'm glad that that's not stopping you because if we stopped every time somebody told us we were crazy, we would be doing nothing. Yeah. I'd be at ground zero still. Yeah. So good for you. I'm excited to see where this goes. And we will definitely come to an event when, you know, travel's a thing again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace. <laughs>